Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. And a good Tuesday morning to you. We're tracking extreme weather across the United States. Dangerous situations playing out in California and Texas. Good morning. It's August 22nd. This is Today. Breaking overnight, a hospital in Los Angeles hit by a major power outage. Crews racing to evacuate patients as the region copes with the aftermath of Hillary. While down south, tropical storm Herald strengthening overnight, now bearing down on the Gulf Coast of Texas. We'll have the very latest in your full forecast. Rising toll, at least 115 people now dead in the wake of those historic fires in Hawaii. Hundreds more still missing. President Biden getting a firsthand look at the devastation. Country grieves with you, stands with you, and will do everything possible to help you recover. We're there live. Set to surrender, Donald Trump planning to turn himself in on Thursday to face election interference charges in Georgia. Just ahead, the terms he must agree to, while his Republican rivals gear up for their first presidential debate without him. We'll have the very latest. Rough landing. Terrifying moments for passengers, sparks flying as their plane touches down inside that investigation and the urgent meetings on runway safety nationwide just ordered by the FAA. Those stories plus growing outrage. The head of soccer in Spain facing backlash after this unwanted kiss on the lips for his team's star just moments after winning the World Cup. The calls for his resignation and his new apology straight ahead. Today, Tuesday, August 22nd, 2023. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Good morning. So good to see you. Glad you're with us. It is a Tuesday morning. Savannah is enjoying some time off. Craig is here. But we do want to get right to those two major weather stories that are breaking overnight. A hospital in L.A. evacuated after it lost power and its backup generator went out as well. That emergency is playing out as communities across the West are cleaning up the damage from Tropical Storm Hillary's record rainfall. Meanwhile, another tropical storm, this one named Herald, gaining strength overnight as it heads for Texas. That storm expected to make landfall today, leading to major concerns over flash flooding there. Of course, all this is playing out as Hawaii continues to deal with the impact of those historic wildfires. The president and first lady touring the devastation in Maui. We've got it all covered with you. We are going to start with NBC's Aaron McLaughlin and that situation in California. Aaron, good morning. Hoda, good morning. Take a look at this. This looks like it could be from an earthquake, but this is the work of a mudslide. Tropical storm Hillary changed the landscape of this area. Now crews are working around the clock to clean it up. Meanwhile, overnight in Los Angeles, an emergency is developing after a hospital completely lost power. The cause of that power outage is unclear. 
This morning, first responders working to rescue California's most vulnerable residents. A power outage at White Memorial Hospital in Los Angeles affecting hundreds of patients, including some on ventilators. Emergency evacuations underway as firefighters had to carry some patients down flights of stairs with elevators stalled. Their tower that specializes in NICU, OBGYN, and specialty rehab completely lost power. The cause of the outage, unclear. But it comes as emergency response teams work throughout the West Coast, as the damage left by Tropical Storm Hillary is coming into fuller view. In Cathedral City, near Palm Springs, heavy mud flows trapping elderly residents. Firefighters using construction equipment to bring them to safety. To use a 50-ton skip loader, that's not something we do, so it can't be very comfortable with them. While in the San Bernardino mountain town of Forest Falls, residents like Vicki Jelly Ross say they're thankful to be alive. Following a massive mudslide that trapped firefighters Sunday night and narrowly missed her home. There was just so much mud that it just went right over everything. Residents say the mountain just gave way and came pouring down this road. What's left, about six feet of mud. You can see just, this is like quicksand. And officials say that until this is clear, an entire town is cut off. Meanwhile, in eastern Washington state, multiple wildfires continue to threaten lives and property, scorching more than 20,000 acres and forcing thousands to evacuate. NBC's Jesse Kirsch is there. Here in the small city of Medical Lake, parts of this community ravaged by wildfire. Take a look at this neighborhood, home after home burned to the ground. Back in Southern California, the bravery and training of first responders is being credited with saving dozens from fast rising floodwaters. This morning, the aftermath, buckled railroad tracks, abandoned vehicles, and a half-submerged 18-wheeler. A sobering reminder of the storm's destructive power. Officials here in California tell me the damage assessment begins in earnest today. They'll be looking for two things, residences and infrastructure damage. And from there, determine whether or not Southern California qualifies for FEMA assistance. Meanwhile, they're still on the lookout for more mudslides like this one, especially around burn scars. Hoda. Yeah, Aaron McLaughlin for us there. Incredible pictures. Uh, thank you. And as folks are cleaning up from the effects of yeah. Hillary there, Dylan in for Al. She's got a, a check on Harold now, yeah. the next storm that we may have to deal with. Yeah, already the next tropical uh, system that we're seeing. This one is going to affect southern Texas and parts of Mexico, especially down near Brownsville, just south of Corpus Christi, although we do have some heavier rain and some thunderstorms moving through that area. The winds with this storm system up to 45 miles per hour. It's moving pretty quickly northwest at 18 miles per hour, but since it is bearing down on the coast of Texas, we do have tropical storm watches and warnings naturally in effect. So as this moves westward, it is going to weaken once it crosses land and will weaken quickly as it moves through Mexico. Here you see by this afternoon around one o'clock, that's where we're already expecting this storm to make its way on shore. Heaviest of the rain will be across southern Texas. We could see about three to four inches of rainfall. Some areas could get up to about seven inches of rain. Keep in mind, though, this area has been under a significant drought condition. So this is actually some much needed rain. Of course, when it all comes so quickly, though, that could lead to some flooding potential. So that's going to be our biggest concern through the day today, Hoda. All right, Dylan, thank you so much. Also this morning, the death toll from those Maui fires rose again overnight with hundreds still missing and frustration mounting over the initial response and the flow of aid to victims. President Biden and the First Lady touring the devastation yesterday. NBC national correspondent Miguel Almaguer is there with the very latest. Hi, Miguel. Good morning. 
Hoda, good morning. For the first time, rescue teams are giving us a new detailed breakdown of their search and rescue mission. They now say 100% of single-family homes have been searched for the missing, but they're now transitioning to multi-level homes and commercial buildings, so they may have a lot of work still to go. We know 115 people are dead, 850 are missing. This is the president has now visited Maui, spending several hours here on the ground with survivors and also promising them aid. President Biden trying to provide a glimmer of hope amid the heartbreak in Maui. After touring the wildfire devastation with the First Lady, they met with survivors and first responders just feet from Maui's historic banyan tree. Today is burned, but it's still standing. The trees survive for a reason. I believe it's a powerful, a very powerful symbol of what we can and will do to get through this crisis. So far, only several victims have been identified. Most are seniors, many others feared to be children, like Quero Fuentes, who would have just celebrated his 15th birthday. I'll miss his everything, um, his, his presence, his, his smiles, his laughter. President Biden announcing millions in federal relief, including $700 payments to every impacted family for immediate needs. Whatever you need, you're going to get. But many here feel it's not enough. You know, $700 per person is, is just not enough. The cost of living here in Hawaii is so high. They even send how many billions of dollars to Ukraine? Yeah? What about us? Oh my God, I can't see anything. It comes as terrifying new video surfaces of survivors fleeing the inferno. ATF investigators are still searching for causes of the wildfire as criticism mounts against the decision not to use the island's warning sirens. Kindergarten teacher Kim Camacho says she had 23 students, but has only been able to reach eight of their families. These children on this hill, the ones we can't find, those are our students. The governor admits not sounding the siren was a mistake. During the recovery, he's encouraging visitors to come back to parts of the island not impacted by the fires, their livelihood dependent on tourism. When you come, you will support our local economy and help speed the recovery of the people that are suffering right now. With that new update for the search and missing, it's unclear how long it's going to take to search those multi-level homes and commercial buildings. 850 people remain unaccounted for today. Hoda. All right, Miguel Almaguer for us here in Hawaii. Miguel, thank you. Meanwhile, this morning, we're learning a little bit more about what will happen later this week when Donald Trump surrenders to authorities in Georgia to face his fourth criminal indictment. This as his fellow Republican presidential hopefuls are getting set for tomorrow night's first debate. NBC's Garrett Haight covers the Trump campaign, joins us with some details on all of it. Garrett, good morning. Hey, Craig, good morning. Look, the political world is preparing to converge on Milwaukee this week for that pivotal first debate. But Donald Trump not only won't be participating, he'll be headed to a Georgia county jail for booking the very next day, with a judge now setting conditions for his release. Former President Donald Trump once again poised to steal the spotlight this week from the party he seeks to lead, confirming on social media overnight that he plans to turn himself in at the Fulton County Jail on Thursday to be booked on wide-ranging charges he led a conspiracy to overturn the election in Georgia. According to court documents, his attorneys negotiated the terms of his release in advance, including a $200,000 bond and promises that he not threaten or intimidate any co-defendant, witness, or victim, including on social media. 
While Mr. Trump prepares to head to Georgia, the rest of the GOP field setting their sights on Wisconsin. The RNC announcing overnight that eight candidates have officially met their requirements for the first debate there Wednesday, notably leaving Mr. Trump off the list. After he posted over the weekend that due to his, quote, legendary poll numbers, he would not be debating, leaving the stage to his rivals. We're excited about it. I think it will be a vigorous exchange, uh, even though Donald Trump will not be there. The former president instead recording an interview with former Fox News host Tucker Carlson, hoping to counter-program the debate, according to two sources familiar with his plans. Governor Ron DeSantis, Mr. Trump's closest rival, rallying supporters in Florida and predicting on Fox News some Republicans will see Mr. Trump's debate absence as presumptuous. I don't think they're going to look kindly on somebody that thinks they don't have to earn it. Even as Mr. Trump's legal challenges grow, new polling from NBC News and the Des Moines Register shows his political durability. 51% of likely Iowa Republican caucusgoers telling us they believe Mr. Trump's false claim that he actually won the 2020 election. I think there's still so much anger at the process, and I think he draws on that. Garrett, you mentioned uh, Georgia later this week. There's also, of course, that election interference case that's still pending in Washington. We understand there's been some movement on that. What can you tell us? Yeah, Craig, there's been a flurry of filings on that case in just the last few days. After Mr. Trump's lawyer suggested a trial date in 2026 late last week, the special counsel is now responding. Jack Smith's team says the former president's concern about mountains of evidence are overblown and that millions of pages of what the prosecution will be handing over come from Mr. Trump's social media, public reporting, the January 6th committee, or from Mr. Trump's own aides and associates. Look, the prosecution wants this trial to start fast in January. And the judge is expected to make a final decision on that next week. Craig. Garrett Hakeforce there in Washington. Garrett, thank you. Newly obtained video shows the tense moments when police raided the house, the home of a Kansas newspaper owner. The video from August 11th shows officers executing a search warrant at Eric Meyer's house. Meyer's lived with his mother, Joan Meyer, who served as co-publisher of the Marion County Record newspaper. Police accused the paper of committing identity theft in order to access public Don't you records. Any of that stuff. Ma'am. This is my house. I know. You're wasting your breath. Ma'am, put it A day after the raid, 98-year-old Joan Meyer died. Her son blames her death on stress caused by the police incursion. Meantime, the paper says the raid was unjustified and is now exploring a wrongful death lawsuit. Lots more to get to here on a Tuesday morning, including that hard landing that was caught on camera. Check this out here. Take a look. You can see sparks flying from an Alaska Airlines flight as it touched down at an airport in Southern California. NBC's Tom Costello covers aviation for us. Tom, good morning to you. Do we know what happened here? Yeah, Craig, good morning to you. This happened during the tropical storm. This flight came in. It hit that ground very hard, dragging its left wing down the runway as it went. Thankfully, no injuries. Separately, the FAA ordering airports nationwide to hold urgent runway safety meetings. I know. Why are we going so fast? This morning, a terrifying landing caught on camera. Why is he turning? On board an Alaska Airlines flight traveling from Seattle to Orange County, California, Sunday. Holy sparks are, there's sparks outside. Sparks flying from the aircraft as the plane made a rough landing at John Wayne Airport. We have a 
Category 3, 737, had a main lane here collapse. It is resting on its engine. Top of your establishing airport, I see the 737 main landing gear collapse. Alaska Airlines says the aircraft was unable to taxi to the gate due to an issue with its landing gear. Thankfully, no reports of injuries. But passengers this year have faced a number of frightening incidents in the skies and on the runways based on another issue, close calls related to control tower and pilot communications. NBC News has learned the FAA is calling on airports nationwide to hold runway safety meetings now. Following growing concerns over a rising number of close calls. Anywhere between 300 lives or more at, were put at risk in these uh, near collisions. One close call at Austin Airport, where a controller cleared a FedEx 767 cargo jet to land on the same runway that a Southwest 737 was landing, full of passengers. You can see in this congressional animation how close they might have come. Another incident at Boston Logan Airport. A Learjet pilot took off without clearance as a JetBlue flight was landing on a crossing runway. This image from the cockpit showing that very moment. The FAA's runway safety meetings are scheduled at more than 90 airports and will focus on situational awareness in cockpits and towers, double confirming radio instructions, and sterile cockpits. Pilots should only be talking to each other about the job until they reach 10,000 feet. Everybody needs to be more vigilant and, and, and double down on, on safety. So a close call on a runway is called a runway incursion, according to the FAA. And last year, there were nearly 1,700 runway incursions, some serious, some very minor. But nonetheless, that's up 33 percent in 10 years. Craig? That's scary. Scary, Tom Costello. Thank you, Tom. All right. We got uh, 718. What do you say we check in with Dylan for the rest of the forecast? Good morning again. We do still have that heat back through the middle of the country where more record high temperatures are likely. It's, again, not just the heat. It's the humidity. It's going to feel like it's around 110 to maybe even 115 degrees, especially down across Texas. This extends up into the Midwest. In the Northeast, much less humid, beautiful. Lots of sunshine temperatures in in the 70s across northern New England and 80s a little farther south. And, of course, it is going to stay hot and humid down along the Gulf Coast, down into Florida, too. And that's your latest forecast. All right, Dylan. Thank you. Indeed. Coming up, controversy surrounding the Women's World Cup. The head of Spain's Soccer Federation under fire this morning for his final celebrations. Kelly Cobiella following that story for us. That's right, under fire for kissing one of the players on the lips during the medal ceremony. He has apologized overnight, but is it enough? We'll take a look. All right, also major shipping delays at the Panama Canal that could drive your prices up at your favorite stores. An inside look at what's causing that traffic jam and the scramble to get everything moving again with the busy holiday season right around the corner. But first, this is Today on NBC. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash today just go to indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash today conditions apply need to hire you need indeed Now, we've got a lot to get to this half hour. We're going to start with the Women's World Cup. Yeah, in the wake of Spain's thrilling win, the president of its soccer federation is under fire for what many are calling an inappropriate celebration after Sunday's final match. NBC's Kelly Cobier joins us now with more on all that. Hey, Kel, good morning. Hi, good morning to you. Yeah, this is meant to be a time to really celebrate and savor the win for the Spanish women's team and their fans. But instead, their victory is somewhat clouded by a moment many fans and others say never should have happened. Overnight, a world champion homecoming for Spain's women in Madrid. Coming off the plane to a victory parade, the team celebrating with thousands of fans cheering them on after their first ever World Cup win. Midfielder Jenny Hermoso, ecstatic Sunday. It's the best feeling I've ever felt, she says. The players getting hugs as they received their medals. And then this. Spanish Football Association president Luis Rubiales kisses Hermoso on the lips, holding her head in his hands. Minutes later, as the team partied in the locker room, Hermoso says of the kiss, I didn't like it. The backlash in Spain, swift. A headline in the top-selling newspaper El País read, Jenny didn't like the kiss, neither did we. Spain's culture minister on X, formerly known as Twitter, calling it an act of sexual violence. The Spanish football president at first dismissed criticism, but last night, this apology. Rubiales said in part he regretted his actions and he was wrong, but there was no bad intention. We saw it as natural, he added, but I have to apologize, learn from this, and understand that when you're president, you have to be more careful. Hermoso released her own statement, saying she has a great relationship with Rubiales, and the kiss was a natural expression of affection and gratitude, adding, I'm a world champion, and that's what matters. If this were to happen in the United States, this would be considered sexual harassment slash sexual assault. I I mean, 100%. To see some prominent voices from within Spain say this crossed the line, that to me shows that this is kind of beyond what we may consider a cultural norm, beyond what we may consider a moment of of emotion. Some are now calling for Rubiales to resign. An apology should not be enough, this fan says. But fans and players say nothing will overshadow what the women have achieved. Kelly, that's important to underscore. Those women did such an incredible job. They won. They were kind of a Cinderella team. This team, by the way, has overcome a lot, hasn't it? 
That's right. You know, more than a dozen players have been in a dispute with their coach and with the Soccer Federation for what they say was mistreatment in the lead up to the World Cup. In fact, a number of Spain stars didn't even play in the tournament because of that dispute. Before the tournament, on top of that, they'd never made it through the knockout stage of the World Cup. So they were truly underdogs this morning. They are savoring the win in spite of the controversy. In fact, Take a look at this picture. Jenny Hermoso really savoring it. She posed uh, in bed with the trophy, copying that iconic shot of Lionel Messi after his World Cup win with Argentina. So, yes, they're still enjoying cool. it. Cool. Absolutely. Yeah, that was great. Well, the two champions. Yeah. All right, Kelly, thank you. Uh, still ahead here on a Tuesday morning, some new details on the shooting death of a California business owner and mother of nine during a confrontation about the pride flag hanging outside our store. What we're learning this morning about that investigation as those emotional tributes continue to pour in for the victim. But first, Vicky's here with a closer look at a massive traffic jam at the Panama Canal causing major shipping delays here in the U.S. Vicky, Good morning, ladies and Craig. How does weather affect consumer goods? Well, a lack of rainfall at the Panama Canal has caused a major shipping backlog. Coming up, I'm going to tell you how it could affect your holiday shopping and the items most at risk. That's next right here on Today. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. We're back 739 this morning on In-Depth Today, the shipping crisis that is unfolding at the Panama Canal. Yeah, it's one of the world's most important trading routes. And as we speak, a massive backlog of ships are waiting to pass through, and it's already causing a, a ripple effect here at home. NBC's Vicki Wynn is here with everything you need to know. Hey, Vicki. Hi. Good morning. An unprecedented dry season is creating extreme delays at the Panama Canal with hundreds of ships backed up for weeks. And with the holiday season, yes, the holiday season just around the corner. Experts say that pileup could lead to emptier shelves and higher prices across the country. This morning, the Panama Canal, a critical trade route for the U.S., is in the middle of a major traffic jam. More than 130 ships are currently stuck on either side of the canal, with some vessels waiting for weeks to enter. So what's behind the pileup? an ongoing drought and extreme weather conditions that authorities say have no historical precedent. We are managing water resources and waiting for some rainfall to come. The canal is estimated to use triple the amount of water as New York City each day, which means rainfall is key to replenish and operate the waterway. 
Earlier this month, authorities capped daily transits across the canal to 32 vessels, down from an average of 36 under normal conditions. Most of the ships caught in the backlog are bulk cargo or gas carriers, with many of them headed straight to U.S. ports with popular goods. Most of the things you find uh, at Walmart, Costco, Sam's Club, Target, these ships are so humongous in size that they can be up to four or five times the length of a football field. The U.S. is the largest user of the Panama Canal, representing 73 percent of its traffic, totaling about $270 billion in cargo each year. But the low water levels are now taking a toll. Recent restrictions on the canal, including added premiums on heavier ships, are forcing many companies to transport fewer items, potentially leading to emptier shelves and higher prices in stores nationwide. That snowball effect will impact goods that you thought would be here in August, may arrive September, September and October, and that could lead to a small increase in price. The bottleneck in Panama, reminiscent of previous delays at other major shipping routes. In 2021, a massive container ship completely blocked the Suez Canal in Egypt for days, bringing traffic to a standstill. Later that year, an unprecedented supply chain crisis left dozens of vessels waiting to unload their cargo in the busy ports of Los Angeles and Long Beach, right near the holiday season. While the current drought in Panama could require weeks, if not months, of additional rainfall to get the canal back up and running like normal, experts say there should be no reason to worry about a shipping Grinch this Christmas. The average um, holiday present that people expect to put under a tree, most of that stuff will be here when you need it. So then, Vicki, what consumer items can we at least expect uh, to be impacted by this pileup? Yeah, Chanel. So because of the weight restrictions that are in place at the Panama yeah. Canal, experts say it's the heavier things like the refrigerators, mm-hmm. the washers, dryers, even raw goods like countertops and uh, flooring. That will take up to an extra month to arrive. Mm-hmm. When it comes to your everyday goods like groceries, the good news here, a lot of the big box retailers have like sturdy, strong supply chains. And so they should still be able to keep us well stocked. But the longer this pileup goes, the more likely we may have to pay more. I mean, doesn't it feel like, though, this is happening far more often than it used to? Well, that Suez Canal situation Mm -hmm. back in the day. But you talk about weather, climate change, you know, they just haven't had the rain. And if you don't have the water levels, the ships can't go. Yeah, Yeah. that's a good point. Science, yeah. Yeah. All right, right. science. All right, 743. Let's get a check of the weather from Dylan. A little more science for you this morning. You know, we talked so much about the numbers and the heat index and just how hot it's going to be. want to put this into perspective for you. When you get your heat index up to above 90 degrees, you have to take more caution and then extreme caution uh, for areas down through Texas, up into Omaha, up even into Minneapolis, where the heat index is going to be greater than 103 degrees. That's when you hit that heat exhaustion where your body just can't keep itself cool enough. So you need to stay indoors in the air conditioning as much as you can because that heat stroke is certainly possible for those uh, folks who have to spend a lot of time outdoors. So you want to take those breaks and drink plenty of water. Minneapolis, it is going to feel like 116 degrees today. St. Louis will feel like 111. Little Rock will feel like 113 degrees. Tomorrow, we're still looking at those heat index values up to around 110 to 115 degrees. Chicago, brutal heat. It's going to feel like it's 111 degrees. Memphis will feel like it's 112. We will begin to see temperatures cool off a bit, especially by the time we start off the weekend. Chicago, Friday, 83. Saturday, 77. St. Louis drops down to 89. Still hot, but cooler than it has been as we start off the weekend. And that's your latest forecast. All Thank right. you, Dylan. Thank you, Dee. Coming up, advice that all parents and children need to hear. An organization expert's going to be here with her best tips 
for the new school year, including, and listen to this. What? The last notebook you will ever need. A trapper wow. keeper. Wow. Tra you don't need a trapper Did you love that? Elisa Frank, trapper keeper. Go, girl. <laughs> All right, if you guys enjoy a wedding surprise or a proposal, we've got one for you. you got to see it coming up on The Boost right after this. There's no way they still make jobs. Zip. Maybe. We're back with Jacob, who's in for Carson. Hello. You're here just in time for the so boost. Bo, you ready? All right, here we go. Uh, this morning's boost comes to us from our NBC affiliate in Chattanooga, Tennessee. WRCB weekend anchor Cornelia Nicholson got some breaking news she was not expecting when her boyfriend and reporter Riley Nagel surprised her while she was recording a promo. And coming up right now, we have the story of two young journalists who just so happened. Find love in the same industry. Google 3's Riley Nagel joins us in the studio with a special report. <laughs> that is right, Cornelia. I do have a very special report. Cornelia Nicholson. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna cry. <laughs> Would you marry me? You okay? It was, this was a slot. <laughs> I gotta put it on? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh my. Wow. Yay. You know what? Cornelia and Riley, they met wow. while they were working together at that at affiliate in Billings, Montana. She was, re that was a cold read, obviously. Uh, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> she was like, wait, what? Wow. She shared that special moment on social media saying she's still at a loss for words. So oh, that's excited so sweet. for their future together. Congratulations. It's oh. Wow. Yes, it you does. Know, and you never know. He joins us with a live report. report? She's like, really? wait, what? That was really special. Congratulations. Congratulations, guys. guys. Uh, to mm -hmm. both of them. Wow. All right. Coming up, the Super Bowl baby has arrived. On Popstar, we'll celebrate Rihanna officially becoming a mom of two. Do you remember where people were like, is she pregnant? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Can't say that. Yeah. Well, now the baby's here. <laughs> that was me. You can start your day off right. When you find a professional on Angie to get your plumbing right first. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that.